so I was, uh, it wasn't even, I guess it was a squat. I, I don't, I hate squats, full disclosure. It wasn't a, I guess it was a PR because it's been a long time since I've squatted heavy. So it was uh, four oh, 45 job. plates. And uh, so what is that? Let me do some math. Well, two is 90, four is 180, four on each side is 360 plus another 45 for the bar. So 405. Is that right? No. That was like really quick. No, 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 no. That's not right. It's 225. I thought you'd have four on each side. No, 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 no. Four plates total. Four on each side would be pretty freaking ridiculous, dude. Man, I don't know. Ben looks so attractive now. What the hell, bro? I feel feel like he's coming in like all professional. It's weird. His fatherhood has done him good. Blue light glasses. Uh, dude, and his mic is professional. Does That's it what sound I'm talking okay? about? Yeah, it sounds okay. It sounds better than Kenan's whack shit. What about? Dude, I'm just using phone audio. Can you hear my guitar? Uh, we can. Oh boy, it's a concert. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if I can get the next part. was good what uh all right that was uh ben crawford ladies and gentlemen what uh what talents are andrew and kenan bringing to the table uh Uh, yeah pretty much the same (laughs) i mean Uh, i was thinking during that whole thing like jed drums andrew also plays guitar apparently i will manage the band bass yeah (laughs) yeah no you are a total manager aren't you i am i could see that uh yeah i guess to wrap up the story so nobody is like well what happened yeah i tried to uh i got one pretty easily and then i tried to do two there's Mm -hmm. something about uh like so the it's my at my buddy's new home gym and he has like a a power rack and so there were i could have bailed is the short story but for some reason when you're in the middle of it i never think to bail because uh so i went down on the squat i was going back up and instead of i did the dreaded thing where you lean for it started going forward so if i would have bailed it would have just had to hit me on the back of the skull so instead i just like uh, just like picked it up all fucking sideways and using my back and it was it was a bad i should not have i should have just bailed it but i forgot how to i forgot you can just sit down so yeah, that's what happened. How do you how do you hype yourself up for a PR attempt? Well, and I, I did get a PR on bench press today. Just as we were leaving, I was like, let me try that. So I got um God, I'm so bad at plate math, but let's see. Plus, plus 
205. I finally hit 205 on okay. bench press. Yeah. And I got it like pretty decently. So I've never been able to get the two plates, like the 245s on each side. So I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting close. Uh, we, we were listening to, I put on electric Cowboys song, pump it. And that's what we were hyping ourselves up to. <laughs> gotcha. It's a fantastic gym song. Are you familiar? Mm-mm. The only pump it I'm remembering is like black eyed peas, isn't it? Right. Oh, dude, hold up. I'll give you just a, just a, just a taste, just a taste of it. Tell me if y'all can hear it. It's ridiculous. The music video is awesome. It's all, uh, you'll, I'll just, I'll post a link or something because it's hilarious. It's just all like, uh, 80s, like jazzercise music video type thing. Nice. I, I'm getting ready to start practicing with my girls rec plus team and i created a 17 hour playlist for them yeah. like a hype like a hype workout playlist so i will be adding that to the uh the playlist as well yeah seems please like, do seems like kind of a long long workout time listen this yeah. is just this this is my gift to humanity. I curate <laughs> playlists like no no one's business. Me too. I made my buddy, um, I won't say him, but he's known on the podcast. I made my buddy a, a, a tripping playlist that nice. I was excited about doing. That's nice. yeah, that's my favorite thing to do too. Is uh, I guess it's just I guess that's just what being a DJ is is using music to set moods. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So do you organize your songs in order so it's like a journey? Uh no. You have I to have a computer to really Yeah. Drag and drop. Yeah. I mean you can do it on your phone now, but it's kind of cumbersome. It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. What what is why has Ben so handsome now? I think it's just you know, honestly, I feel like he's stuck up the camera. He's got the Christmas tree in the back. He's got the lighting. He's got, he's got some depth of field going on. That like everything looks. There, there's there's composition involved. Yeah, there's yeah. composition involved. Uh, and Kenan just it's like it's, it's like hard. a it's like a POV of missionary position with Kenan on top. That's what his that's what his camera looks like. <laughs> oh God, no! Don't do that. Don't make that face. <laughs> Let me see your old face. Oh, oh. <laughs> Lumberg. <laughs> Lumberg. Um, so Christmas, so holiday stress and why. So at some point today, I, we're going to talk about uh, Brand New and their song Limousine because mm-hmm. I'm so obsessed with it lately and the story behind it and all that i wish i'd do it oh you're oh you're gonna you're gonna yeah i would i would have totally listened to it had my power not been out um (laughs) i went through one listen without knowing the story and after knowing the story it made the song that much better that's what i'm saying and then and then apparently the whole album is about that oh goodness sakes yeah which makes sense i mean i guess we 
Uh, okay. You're, you're basically We're getting there. into this anyway. So <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. as an artist, can you spend that much emotional energy doing an entire album about it? Okay, yeah. before, before you can continue, I don't know about Ben, but I know nothing. So could you just give me the background right. of... <laughs> yes, hold on, hold on. A mommy band likes a daddy band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking up so I get all the... Uh... Okay, so it was in, um, in the 2000s in Long Island. Mm-hmm. It, it was in New York. It was in Long Island. So... There was uh, a wedding and um, the flower girl was this little seven-year-old named Katie Flynn. And um, it was her aunt's wedding. And so after the wedding, um, Katie, the aunt, and two others left in a limousine. And this man, Martin Heidgen... Uh, who had 14 drinks that night with a blood alcohol level of 0.28. Um, drove, Which is crazy high. Yes. <laughs> he he drove for two miles uh, on the wrong direction on a highway and collided with the limousine head, head on. And the only people that died were the driver and the seven-year-old, Katie. And Katie was decapitated and her mom, uh, who was also in the car, sat there on the side of the road with. Yeah, I guess I should have trigger warning. It's a, it's a terrible story. Her mom this sat there. A, this on is the, a quick turn after the Christmas very, music. Intro. I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Jesus>. I'm sorry. <laughs> her her mom sat there on the side of the road with with her daughter's head in her lap until the EMS got there and then she got into the ambulance and still held held her head in her lap on the way to the ambulance ride. So apparently this is uh, like a super well-known drunk, drunk driving cautionary tale in long Island. Like uh, they went to high schools and talked about it. Um, And so that's where Jesse, the singer of, uh, and songwriter of brand new that's where they're from so basically the album is called the devil and god raging inside me and a lot of it's open to interpretation but people uh in discussions and interviews it's basically like the story affected him and shook him so much that it like questioned his belief like how could a god allow something this horrible to happen sort of thing and so the quintessential song about it is called limousine and it's split into three perspectives it's the mom's point of view uh the drunk driver's point of view and then katie's point of view like from the afterlife and then the song jesus christ is from the drunk driver's point of view where he's basically like so i guess i should uh so i'll i'll read the lyrics now and then uh y'all won't hear but i'll i'll play the song and then i'll then then you'll be back to the podcast uh reading lyrics is all weird i guess you gotta read them like poetry so first one which is from 
the mom's point of view is Kate, it's your ride, get your pedals out and lay them in the aisle. Pretend you're God and grow and it's your day to wed. We found your man. He's drinking up. He's all American and he'll drive. He's volunteered with grace to end your life. He'll tidy up. It's sad to hold. Sorry, that line. Yeah. He's volunteered with grace to end your life. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. The next part is a lot to me where. It's sad to hold, but leave your shell to us. You explode. You firefly, you tiny boat with oars. The the world tilts back and pours and pours and pours. And so you satellite, you tidal wave, you're a big surprise. And I have one more night to be your mother. So I guess that's talking about like when the actual thing happened. And it's, yeah. Yeah. When it says, says so about the oars, then it calls them feather oars, like she's an angel arising up yes. in heaven. Yes. And then uh, the world tilts back and pours and pours and pours. This is, <laughs> this is so depressing. But okay, and, and I tried to, I tried to show Georgia too, and she's like, I can't emotionally handle this right now. So I don't know how this episode <laughs> is, is gonna fly. But it's so, I, I guess I'll. It's such an example of like the transcendent ability of like music and writing and like these events that are now immortalized and like certainly made me think about it and just like holy shit like especially because it um it uh talks from like the the driver's point of view because it's like it's not like he was a sadistic murderer you know what i mean he he made a colossal mistake so uh the second verse um a beauty supreme and this is from the drivers a beauty supreme yeah you were right about me can i get myself out from underneath this guilt that will crush me this part is messed up too uh and in the choir i saw a sad messiah he was bored and tired of my laments said i died for you one time but never again so basically like he sees g like jesus in a choir which i obviously theologically disagree with that statement but if someone's overcome with guilt right yeah it's like how can i get past this how can i get past this um yeah and then uh that's basically the gist of it. Um, I mean, the, there there is parts at the end. Um, there's just a bunch of sad, sad lines. Uh, we'll never have to buy adjacent plots of earth. Uh, I'll never have to lose my baby in the crowd. Well, I should be laughing right now. And apparently that, that line, well, I should be laughing right now, is a direct quote from her mom from interviews um hmm. yeah that's rough what's the okay i'm just oh i see what's i just got down to the I, i'm reading it reading it along with you i just saw the one two three four i was like what the heck it's counting through her age yeah that's crazy is it is that it i thought it i well that's how i took it does it end oh. at seven 
I think oh, so. it does. Okay, I thought it was counting out. Um, yeah, it stays at seven. That's what I thought. Oh, damn! It is counting her age. I know, and then and then it stops because seven's the end of the song. Ugh. Man, and there's so many like you know that happens to be seven, like the biblical number seven. Um, that's, the, that's the number of perfection, dude. Yeah.
Why are you addicted to this? Do you just I don't want to be know. sad? Do you just want I, to be sad? No, but it's <laughs> this not. This came out no. in 2006. So. Yeah, this is because Judd's feeling how, things. How come again. now? It is because that's, I'm feeling things. That's yeah. true, um, Kenan. That's a, that's very perceptive. <laughs> that is probably part of it. And well, okay, I guess so. Full also. So my new thing uh, is daily sauna. Like I do 20 minutes of sauna, and it's like right after my workout, and like it's a very intense experience um and i got headphones in and it's almost meditative and mm-hmm. so i went um that's where i started reading about it and listening to it and watching youtube videos and reading the lyrics and i don't know it just like it just struck me so much of like holy crap that is so 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 intense and there's i wanted to do a whole episode because there's a a few other songs that are kind of like that where it's just the moments in time or the events that they're describing are just put so well and it's like the music matches it's 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 they're just so transcendent i guess where it's i mean it just got me questioning i mean it it fired my brain as far as thinking about humanity and um like life and death and tragedy and alcoholism and drinking and driving and just like holy shit like that's what that's like what that's what good art does that makes you feel so regardless of the medium whether it be like painting your music or movie 
Like you need to walk out of that experience feeling something. So be it like shook to the core or even like questioning life and death because an artist used a palette of colors that somehow conveyed this message so beautifully. You're just like, wow, that was real. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's, it's like uncomfortable and uh, it is sad and tragic, but I, I guess that, and I don't know if it's, a, I mean, obviously it's not unique to me or personality type, but that, I guess it's spiritual. I guess it is spiritual because it's, it is a part of me is responding to it that mm-hmm. is not tangible. It's, it's, it's like, you know, truth when you hear it, you know what I mean? You, you mm-hmm. understand. And Whenever I guess because I, I also, you know, like that song, um, John Wayne Gacy Jr., where it's like anytime people because especially in this day and age where it's good and bad heroes and villains, Democrat, Republican, it's like everyone, nobody wants to step into anyone else's shoes and to for someone to look at an awful situation and like dare to humanize the villain in the story and and really consider like what they must be going through also mm-hmm. um wild like that's wild. why the joke that's why the joker i think did so well yeah love, that's a good I love, point i love i love the joker that was great but i think you're right any of those movies that speak to like the real like they strip down like to the real humanity of a person you know, maybe even in a position you don't understand or maybe even don't like, like it's, it usually has a lasting impact, you know? Well, and I suppose to bring it full circle and to say that this wasn't completely off the rails, we're about to celebrate like the humanization of God, which is quite a thing that I really don't understand either. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, I mean, that, that, that line, I guess that line stuck with me too. I I died for you one time, but never again, just the whole, just the whole thing of like, okay. So yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to have you finish your thought, but that struck me as well. Cause I was thinking, was he making a statement? Like, like, I won't do it because you're that bad or I won't do it because the first time was good enough. Oh, snap. Yeah. That's a good rebuttal. Like, like the whole, like it is finished kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to do anything more. Right. Or what? Yeah. It's so multi-layered that, yeah, that line as well. Yeah. To me. So Jed, what were you saying about it? Um, I, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have I was I was just thinking in real time. Uh I didn't necessarily have a have a conclusion. I was looking up then I was looking up the lyrics to Jesus Christ, uh, the other song in the album. And it's yeah, it's it's like a lot of good uh questioning. Um yeah. What's what's brand news? Um do they I I don't know the band at all. Do they have like a stance on like faith or anything, or are they just not? So apparently um, it's very, apparently the 
lead singer did grow up in a religious household and there's no stance no but okay. it seems clear somebody suggests somebody on reddit suggested maybe even mormon but um it definitely seems clear that there's no way around it that like he has some beliefs about god and and very potentially like a christian faith of some kind yeah at least some certainly a knowledge of kind of what it says well, that's kind of why i always wonder in, in some ways just because even though they can still be speaking truth and still be you know like when they say things like that like you know i died for you once i'll never do it again or whatever there's a certain like it's not theologically correct if you look at it in a certain way like as far as what christianity teaches but on the other hand if you took it the other way, like, like what Kenan brought up of, I don't need to do it again. It's like already all done. Then that to me is theologically what Christianity teaches. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess look up, uh, I guess I'll read out the lyrics to Jesus Christ too. Uh, unless that's lame. No, nope. no objections. Good. The good uh, one everybody knows. Yeah, exactly. So, and, 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 uh, it's good that Andrew is one that doesn't know otherwise. So, and then you can keep in context that it's potentially meant to be written from the perspective of the drunk driver, uh, probably sitting in prison. But uh, Jesus Christ, that's a pretty face. The kind you'd find. It's going to be hard not to say it in the song way. The kind you'd find on someone that you that could save if they don't put me away. Well, it'll be a miracle. Do you believe you're missing out that everything good is happening somewhere else? But with nobody in your bed, the night's hard to get through. And I will die all alone. And when I arrive, I won't know anyone. Uh, Jesus Christ, I'm alone again. So what did you do those three days you were dead? Because this problem is going to last more than the weekend. Well, Jesus Christ, I'm not scared to die. I'm a little bit scared of what comes after. Do I get the gold chariot? Do I float through the ceiling? Do I divide and fall apart? Because my bright is too slight to hold back all my dark. And this ship went down inside of land. And at the gates, does Thomas ask to see my hands? I know you're coming in the night like a thief, but I've had some time to hone my lying technique. I know you think that I'm someone you can trust, but I'm scared I'll get scared. And I swear I'll try to nail you back up. So do you think that we could work out a sign so I'll know it's you and that it's over so I won't even try? I know you'll come for the people like me. But we all got wood and nails. We turn, turn out hate in factories. We all got wood and nails and we sleep inside of this machine. You didn't scream that last part. I know. <laughs> we all got wood and nails. Uh, and I'll play that song at the end. Just um, like the way that like he, he kind of did like a word salad of a bunch of like Christian terminology. And yes. Like, mm -hmm. like not all of it's necessarily literal like yeah what, what the bible says or whatever it's just kind of like mm -hmm. repurposed yeah like the uh turning uh what did you do those three days you were dead because yeah. this problem's gonna last more than the weekend yes and the coming in the night like a thief yeah and, and the in the imagery of him nailing him back up which, yeah which that's kind of like it's probably something that's i don't know if it's been taught but i mean did they the, the idea of like almost like doing things that are bad even though you know right when you were a kid did they use that analogy that every time you 
sinned or something, you were nailing Jesus back to the cross. To did they, did they do heard, that I've, for you? Absolutely. I've heard that. Be- I've heard that before too, Ben. I, I don't know if I received it that way as a child, but I definitely heard it. I've heard it once before that you were at least nailing or hammering that nail back in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I do remember hearing like whenever you masturbate in your room, Jesus is on the cross, like watching you. Watching. And it's like, well, thanks. Him and Sailing Cat. You know, yeah. honestly, honestly, like that and the and the thing nailing him back to the cross, telling kids that it just seems like such like it's bullshit to me right now. Is. That's yeah. a, that's that's I, awful. I, I, I never heard that. That's and a complete terrible. misrepresentation of what God should yeah. look like. It, yeah. It's it's so terrible. Like so does it play into his thoughts from limousine that it, the first time wasn't good enough yeah or or it's it's like the idea of um someone overcome with guilt not able if you don't forgive yourself then can you, you accept forgiveness mm-hmm. and because he's saying like i know you think i'm someone you can trust but i'm scared i'll get scared and it's it's uh and then i like that too do you think we could work out a sign so that i know it's you and that it's over so i won't even try so it's like yeah so i must wonder if this is like worship music in a way i was wrestling with their idea of god and what he's done and what he offers and then our inability to sometimes accept it i'm gonna say no to that you're gonna say no (laughs) i don't think it can be seen as worship i don't know it's not like an an i understand what you're saying of god's characteristics it's it's dealing with the characteristics you've been told and wrestling with it because what okay yeah it's like compare that to a psalm but is that well okay yeah, yeah. good good point like so that a lot. yeah you're right i i do this this is a because this is another thing um this is another thing i was gonna i was other songs i was gonna bring up but i i couldn't find a way to shoehorn them into the show but i guess this is a great time so there's like another so y'all um if y'all don't the band cursive and the the lead singer a guy named Tim Casher who is very um aggressively agnostic I would say or like border he's not atheist it's like I have issues with the church and like we're going to talk about it sort of thing and so this was a song that like when I was in my super legalism I was like I cannot believe how blasphemous this song is and kind of like uh i'm not i'm certainly not saying this is worship but now it's more of a i just feel sorry for i feel compassion for him in a way um so if y'all want to read along the song's called rise up rise up by cursive and it goes, dear preacher, thanks for making time for me today. I hope you don't mind if I hide behind the curtain. It's been 15 years since my last confession. By your good book standards, I send like a champion, but that book seems a tad bit outdated. Please forgive me for questioning divinity. It's an ugly job, but I think I'm up for it. I'm not saying who's right. I'm just saying there's more than one way to skin a religion. There's more than one way to explain our existence. Reverend, sir, I don't want to seem irreverent. My teenage angst is far behind me. But father, certainly it's troubling to see all these people kneeling instead of dealing with the fact that we're all we have. So rise up, rise up, 
there's no one to worship, but plenty of life to lose. I'm not saying let's burn down the church, but do you want to hear my confession? It's my greatest sin. Okay, here it is. I wasted half my life on the thought that I'd live forever. I wasn't raised to seize the day, but to work and worship, because he that liveth and believeth supposedly never dies. Rise up, rise up, live a full life, because when it's over... And a bummer, a bummer outlook. Because there's like no joy. There's no joy. And it's like, it's, 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 there's, it, and it's the, there's the opposite. There's anger. There is vitriol behind that. Yeah, for sure. It feels like somebody who was hurt, honestly. Yeah. Like, you know, probably by the church or by religion or by, by religious people, (laughs) you know, but I mean, like the, the whole part where he was saying, um, oh, I'm losing it now. Hang on. No, no problem. I have, I have I mean, to remember uh, the lyric. So wasn't like, ra- I, I wasn't raised to seize the day, but to work and worship. Uh, the part, the part about. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it was that part. Yeah, it was that part that like, I, I feel can like agree to that. Well, I think to, that, well, to, an ex- yeah. to an extent, I mean, to you an are, extent, we, we're exposed. Yeah, but he's throwing out one for the other. That's what that's what it feels yes. like to me. Like where he's saying, well, like there was no point in like, like basically I don't live forever. So I shouldn't be doing that at all. Yeah, yeah. Where I don't, I don't know that, that that's not very balanced. Like that's just saying like, okay, I'm just going to live for today now. And I'm not going to think about that stuff because it's bullshit is what it sounded like to me. Now, so a, so that was circa, um, uh early 2000s and an album he came out with uh this year is kind of an updated version of that in my mind and i can see how it's almost like you can kind of see the ice maybe melting a little bit and him maybe being like hmm so this one's called on my knees by tim casher if if anyone wants to read along at home uh k-a-s-h-e-r Uh, so it goes, I was born to sin, not born again. I'm human. I don't see why I would deny myself such fruit. My parents raised me well, not scared of hell. It's hard to tell if I'd end up there. If the old wives tales were true, I don't believe in Satan or damnation or creation. Didn't we exhume old Lucy's bones? I'll enter the great unknown on my own. Still, I'm lonely and scared. Don't think I'll ever be prepared for the inevitable nothing. On my knees, on my knees, on my deathbed, leading to nobody, on my knees. 
went to Catholic school, I followed rules, found Jesus hyphen to be a terrifying presence in my life. Almost certainly God fearing. I prayed to keep the Holy one from bleeding from his eyes. I know Jesus saves love conquers hate. And still today, I don't deny the lives that he was touched, but I don't need a crucifix for a crush. I was born to sin, not born again. I'm human. I don't see why I would deny myself such fruit. My parents raised me well, not scared of hell. It's hard to tell if I'd end up there if the old wife's tale were true. I don't believe in Satan or damnation or creation. Didn't we exhume old Lucy's bones? I'll endure the great unknown on my own. my knees here at death's door peeking through the keyhole on my knees still i'm trying to find something deeper inside what a precious precocious human thing i feel bad for the guy is that arrogant everyone is everyone is quizzically looking into the air necessarily no okay i feel because it's a compassionate it's it's not a um, oh, he's gonna burn in hell, and I feel bad for him. It's, it's because this because so, he doesn't seem to be like enjoying the uh, right the freedom seemed, in that living for today kind of thing. Let's, I mean, that's kind of the whole reason to live live in the today and not in the future is to be able to be happy and. Right, it's supposed, free, to, it's supposed to bring down the anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he seems like maybe he's trying to convince himself. That's and it and it also very much seems like a, a case of early religious abuse that seriously turned him off. Right. So he's I feel like he's trying to find worth within himself apart from religion. And it's yeah. still somewhat lacking, but he still hates what he grew up with. Yeah. Because he said, it's, you know, I don't I don't deny the work that you've done for others, but like, where is that for me? Right. Like a like a jealous um uh, jealousy might be a strong word. Yeah, I don't know if it's not jealous, but like it's like I just didn't see that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Where, uh, Andrew, do you still believe in God? <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Last okay. things first. I mean, I, was, I wasn't, last. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually more settled than I've been in a long time. That's great. And you yeah. got settled by being unsettled, correct? Uh, yeah, very unsettled for a long time, like years, I would say. Huh. But 
and I'm not saying it's all figured out. I'm just saying I've come to a point where I am okay not knowing the unknown and and I or the unknowable. Let me put it in a different way. I think there's a lot of things that I've been chasing that are just unknowable. And at best, it's going to be a guess. <laughs> and so I'm okay taking those things off the table and just saying there are some foundational things that I have settled that I believe. And the all the rest of it can kind of, it's not that big of a deal to me, I think. That's good. Uh, uh, yeah, that's good. I, I was, um, I was, <laughs> I was going in uh, potentially another depressing I, direction. Well, let me let me let me say one like little. Uh, yeah, go for it. So I was get I was actually in uh, another state. I was in the state of Pennsylvania this uh, this this week because I got you got some a, chocolate. I went and Hershey's? got a tattoo. I went and got a tattoo, and my tattoo guy's down in Scranton. And so, so me and me and my daughter went and got tattoos. My, my youngest daughter got her first tattoo. Oh, cool. And so we got tattoos together, but, um, what's the tattoo? I can't quite tell it's a pentagram, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Is that a goat head? Yeah. Yeah. It's the (laughs) all seeing goat. Um, no. So the point was, is that the guy that does my tattoos, has been on a spiritual journey for many years. He was actually a worship guy too. He still plays in church and worship. He's like a really talented artist, like creative musically and artistically. But he was talking to me about, we usually end up talking about some theological, you know, conundrum, but he had, he had listened to a thing where he talked about how he was talking about how a lot of things he thinks are more metaphorical than historical, especially in the old Testament And he had brought up like the creation story and kind of like the Adam and Eve story and how there was, I think this might've actually came from uh, something he had watched, but it was just something I'd never heard before that he said that the, the primary things that humans received that like during the fall was the knowledge of time. And that we are the only animal that that understands time. And therefore we are the only animal who knows we're going to die. That's interesting. I, I had that. Squirrels are saving nuts. It kind of blew blew my mind because like <laughs> I was like I was like yeah, animals just aren't concerned. They don't have anxiety about the fact that they're going to grow old and die. They don't know. Squirrels do. I, maybe <laughs> they know it's going to get cold. Let's let's say that. <laughs> but it's yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. We're the it, ones that made it up. Entropy is different than time. Yeah, I, I think it was just an interesting thought. Like, and I'm not saying it like neither of us were saying, like, oh, here's the key to like, you know, the fall or anything, but he was kind of saying the central thing was the knowledge of time and the mm-hmm. knowledge of death. And I'm like, that's really interesting. I've never heard that. I don't know where I'm going with that. It's just a bunny trail. I thought you might like no, that that is <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting bunny trail. I, I think gosh, this is a suffering is always hard to talk about too. Um, I, I like got, I guess it was brought up in a sermon, but it's also just, so speaking of that song limousine and, uh, just the most horribly imaginative, uh, human suffering moment right there. Um, and then versus like, you know, the suffering of this present age is nothing compared to the glory. How does it go? The glory of the hereafter. What is it? 
I actually don't remember the words. I'm not sure. Um, nothing compared to the glory of what's to come. Yeah, something like that. So, th- and that's always been that. That's that's been my my late only theory and only re- this and this is just current. The only way I can really reconcile the problem of evil and human suffering is that, and I've, I think I've said this before. So it's like it is that I not to. Dim, uh, diminize, I don't think that's the word, but uh, not to diminutive. make diminutive <laughs> colloquial, Demin- not to diminish, thank not you. To, not to make the, it smaller. The, yes, not to, <laughs> not, not to unbigify the <laughs> sufferings of, uh, you know, the world and everyone as I sit in my wealthy country state. Um, I think this, when all this is said and done in the face of eternity, our life on earth and even the worst thing that happened on earth will be understood as a matter of perspective. And it will be like, oh, what was all the fuss about? I think so, too. That's you, the only you, way I can I could, can reconcile it. That's the only way. Here's something really easy that just like popped into my head. It's like that's the way our human experience is in general. Like, it doesn't matter, like, how painful of a thing you went through. With time, it just starts to go away and find you just you just get this perspective where you're like, eh, it was, you know, yeah, it was. a yeah. thing. I mean, at the time, it can feel like the end of the freaking world. And I get like 10 years away from it. And I'm like, I, you know, I honestly barely even remember. <laughs> like, was it helpful if in that moment someone said to you, oh, it's worth it? No, 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 no. Right. Not at all. If someone told you, hey, one day you're going to this is like, no big some- deal. <laughs> No, one day like, you'll be laughing about it on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. But there probably is in the in the in the large sense that Jed's talking about it, and <clears throat> there probably yeah, is like some solace in like the fact that in eternity we're going to look back and go like, okay, this made sense. Like the idea of that. Hmm. Well, as long be- as we don't use that as an excuse to not do anything to eat. Correct, yes. correct, because it also it also seems very true that jesus cared a great deal about the right. current said, suffering the kingdom of heaven is what within you and we're supposed to be like mm-hmm. making this whole thing better yeah while we're here yeah for what purpose it escapes me to, to ease the suffering of everybody well but I, I but um also uh and this is a greg boyd thing too was was he finally brought up a question that I have all the time of basically like w- the, the question of what is God waiting on? Like how much longer does this need to go on? And it, his answer and script scriptural answer was that until the number of Gentiles is like completed, like whatever that means to God. And, it, and basically saying that like, it's a good thing. Like it's um, how did he say it? Like, thank God God is waiting so that like the, the number of people being saved will be completed or whatever. And like, it would not be good. It just seems silly. Cause we keep adding more though. Right. <laughs> like, well, the, but no, no, I think that was his point was that, was that the people added are extra people that get to experience. Okay. You, you like see what I'm saying? Like he's like, in a way he's holding back the wrath. Or the yes, yes. If, I don't know. I don't know if you want to call it wrath, but yeah, like, I, I've I heard that before. That 
I've, I've heard it before that he's holding it back to like basically give people as much chance as possible. If that's the case, they could just hold for always. That's true. I mean, I guess. (laughs) Are you telling me we're not going to figure out God in a 60 minute podcast? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Christmas is here, a time for <laughs> to but draw again, your I, family around the tree and think about happy thoughts. I totally wanted, it was like ideas for the podcast today. Christmas, favorite Christmas movies, favorite Christmas music. And I'm like, let's talk about this song about a decapitated child. Yeah, you really kind of I mean, those people had to do Christmas that year. So well, we got a couple of weeks till Christmas, so we can next time yeah we'll, 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 we'll do that next time i i it's I, this has been this has been my current obsession and if i couldn't talk about it with someone i was gonna explode <laughs> i was literally gonna explode you um, know since since you are talking about music and we're we're kind of on that vein like and if you don't want to do this live on the podcast that's fine i don't want to do it i want i really do want to know what the experience of manchester orchestra live was like for you oh <laughs> I mean that that's actually a funny story because uh it was transcendent dot 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 but comma the actual concert experience with the people I almost I almost lost my shit on someone dude so uh i hate it it when people ruin something dude i can't (laughs) stand it and it seems like because of covid so many people forgot basic show etiquette basic concert etiquette and it i it boggles my daggum mind so we were it was at the house of blues in new orleans and uh so there's a stage and then there is uh uh, the, the general admission floor area and then at the back of the floor area is the sound booth which has uh, which is like surrounded by like a wooden wall so one of the best spots typically is you post up on that wall because you have something you can lean against right that's typically when there's enough room that's the best spot uh, this the show was completely sold out I've never I've never been in the house of blues in New Orleans with this many freaking people and there was this couple right in front of me with this woman who that night she she had curly frizzy hair and that night she had blown it out to its most curly and most frizzy so we're talking a 6 inch radius of hair on every direction fuzzy stringy tickly hair a lot of it, a mane, if you will. Okay. And in front of her was kind of a rowdier group of people. And so her and her boyfriend just kept backing up. And there was a guy behind me against the sound booth. So now I'm getting squished against the guy in the sound booth and there's nowhere else to go because he's against a wall. And Georgia was in front of me. She was getting squished. So I swapped with her. And at one point I tapped her on the shoulder and I was like, can you scoot up? Cause you fucking have room up there. If you would just grow some nuts and but if you assert- just switch spots with them, 
they do. They just didn't get it. They just didn't get it. <laughs> so like the whole show, I tried to be the most irritating person behind you on the planet. Like I was tapping them on the foot, like, cause I, I'm, I'm grooving, bro. I'm digging this Manchester orchestra, orchestra show. So I'm doing my thing where like I move in place and like, you know, get a little head buddy and dude, I, I, I purposely was breathing on her neck every, <laughs> every, every possible cue for someone to be like, I am too close to the person behind me. Perhaps I should move up. But this stubborn bitch refused to do anything. Oh, man. So did that she ruin the whole show? <laughs> uh, it, no. I, 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 it could. It could. <laughs> and this was, this, this was week one on Wellbutrin, too. So I was so irritable already. And uh I, I just had to, I, dude, I was praying. I had to tell myself, stop, like live in the moment, forget about this person and just live your best life and watch the show. But I had to, I had to mindfully do that because it was so annoying. That'll be, ruin a show, dude. Wouldn't it you be know funny that'll if, ruin a show. Wouldn't it be funny if the entire experience was just in your head because you were so irritable and she was actually not doing anything? It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, that would be funny, but Oh, and then it was like, and then people in front of her, you know, like, you know, when people are like up front in the crowd and it gets too much for them. So they get out and, and like naturally room gets made so everyone can breathe a little bit and step up. Mm-hmm. Every time people would move, they would just stay there, stay in their same spot. Oh, so mad, dude. Why'd yeah. you make me relive that? Okay, we'll shift from there to the band and just tell me how amazing they were. They were incredible. <laughs> they played um they played a different version of uh Where Have You Been that I want a recording of it so bad. <laughs> it was it was uh it was a little bit more like did they had kind of like a it was like halftime breakdowny, like more rocky and more epic. It was incredible. They played a different version of I Can Feel a Hot One. And the crowd's sing-alongs on um uh Bedhead, where it's like, oh my like everyone screamed yeah. it. And and like the band was like they were all smiled. Like you could tell they didn't expect it to be such a sing along yeah. like that it was amazing it was That's so awesome. good yeah they're, i was they're, shocked they're like <clears throat> they're basically at the top of my list of bands that i want to go see so so i was reminded also that apparently oh man and this was this was like when they were first touring for um what was their their first huge album that had shake it out on it Uh, mean everything to nothing so this was like you know 2008 2009 something like that i went to see them in austin with my buddy adam who worked for uh pitchfork or punknews.org one of those and he had like a media pass long story short apparently i hung out with andy and the band (laughs) for like an hour and a half and when I remember. tell you, I was shit faced. I was wasted. I don't remember oh. a single thing. Nothing. Uh. <laughs> not a not a nothing. I don't know how I acted. I don't know. I wouldn't. I say I don't remember a single thing. I remember meeting Andy on the sidewalk, and that's where everything went black. And then <laughs> and the that, next, and the that next, band. 
And that band hates you. I, they might. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know. There, I don't know what I did, dude. Is there a picture of your face backstage? It's like, do not let this person in. Bro, I'm saying there's no <laughs> fucking telling. And I, and I was hoping, I was hoping it was like, oh yeah, what, what do we just like say? Hey, for, you know, five, 10 minutes. He's like, no, dude, we, we like hung out. For like over an hour and I was like, that's oh. ridiculous yeah that's ridiculous man <laughs> that also so then the next time that happened was when uh you remember that band color revolt uh, i don't know that i know them actually. no that song mattresses underwater ah whatever mind that's less exciting but they uh they were playing in baton rouge and they were staying at my friend's house that night and i was on one of mine and I was torn up, but I had the wherewithal. I got home and they're like, you're going to hang out yet? And I was like, I am not. I am not embarrassing myself. I will be going to sleep. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, man. Yeah. It's nothing worse than that, than embarrassing yourself in front of someone you idolize. I don't think I've ever done it. But I've never really hung out with somebody like that, like on that level. I've, I mean, I've met, I've you met loser. Bands. I've met bands that I, <laughs> I've met bands that I love, but like not like where I was having a, a drink with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like not enough time to do anything. I always were. Isn't that the most awkward thing when you meet a band member that you like love though? Because it's mm-hmm. you don't want a fanboy, but you want them yeah. to love you. Yep. Like, can Absolutely. we be friends? I feel like we should be friends, but I can't make that happen in like the 30 seconds I have to You're like, to I'm you. a really cool guy, I promise. But <laughs> oh my gosh, you're standing right there. <laughs> I know. I feel like I can make this happen right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I know you so well because I've been reading interviews and listening and having this right. parasocial relationship for a decade now. I swear I'm cool. That's how everyone feels about Jed and the podcast. Like they know you, but. It's true. Were you to meet just not, all not anymore? <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hope that. Yeah, I meet someone and they just open up with like the the worst suffering they've ever had in their entire life, and it's at like a Starbucks, and there's like, and you think that's nothing, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm sorry. Listen. <laughs> It is though. It's funny that it does work that way in like microcosms too, though. It's like mm-hmm. what they experience is in bands, like you experience on mm-hmm. another level. And even I would even put it down to like, and this is going to sound silly and maybe slightly big headed, but I'm sure I'm probably Ben and certainly Jed will know what I'm talking about, but even being on a worship team, like mm-hmm. there's, there's all these people in the congregation who like know who I am and talk to me every week. And I'm just like, yep. I don't know. Who I don't you are know at you all. <laughs> Oh, but you do know the person that always sings horribly and loudly. (laughs) Did y'all not have one of those in your church? Well, I don't, I don't think I really, well, I came from a fairly big church to be honest. So picking out a single voice would be difficult. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess mine was smaller. So, but there was always that. What about the people who clap off beat? Oh, I love that. That's a problem. That's that why you never, that's why you never, ever do songs where you ask the crowd to join in <laughs> and try to keep a tempo. It's a terrible idea. And you, and you ask them for a hand clap. I hate when people call it a hand clap as opposed to what my feet, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> let's, let's give a hand clap for the Lord. Oh man. How many, how many worship guys do you think are just like, I'm the one who played the song. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you that I suggested I suggested we play behind a curtain, dude? And they did not go for that. Or can, I was like, you, "What if we?" Can I tell you that, like, when my church was first getting a band, this was way back and before me, but I know the story. When they first put a band on stage, they had the drummer behind a curtain. Yeah, because oh, just the because drummer, though. just the drummer, because like people just weren't ready for it. You know, ah, uh, like, we got actual real drums at church this week finally did y'all get a cage like a plexiglass drum cage so at least we we can see him now though that's a game changer dude when you get that oh actually i it was awesome like i could hear the drums today what did y'all usually use i mean there was electric drums before ah but like they're coming out the front of the house and i'm it's a different feel completely you didn't have them in ears I don't have, we don't, no. What kind of Bush League got, operation? Yeah, I don't know. Wedge <laughs> they just finally wired up a little outlet for mine. So I can get one next week. Yeah, we, we would, yeah, there, there was, um, once we got electric drums, yeah, we had to do, I mean, you have to do in-ears. Otherwise, I, good luck. Yeah. So I got, I got to tell you the most encouraging thing I had last week. This will tell you where I am on the journey a little bit too, even though okay. I'm not settled, but went back to my original church last Sunday and visited, oh, wow. which, I, which I haven't gone to in, in not quite three years, but two and a half plus maybe. And so we went and visited this week just because there's been a huge changeover and new pastor and, you know, some of the original worship people are there, but not very many. Most encouraging thing I've seen. So when I used to play, there was a constant battle with a couple of things, decibels, <laughs> decibel levels <laughs> in the like, but the drum kit was always all the way off to the one side. So they'd always put it on the ends of the stage and it was in a glass shielded cage, like, right. which we all were like hated as musicians, you know, like we hated all of that. We do have inner ears, but um, so I go in on Sunday and the most encouraging thing that made me kind of believe in Jesus was that uh, the drum kit was in the center of the stage oh, with, with no shielding. Wow. So, and they like had like a piano on one side and like, I was like, oh my God, this is set up like a real band. They're, it's a miracle. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then miracles. And then and then uh and then and then oil started leaking out of the kick drum. And, <laughs> and then gold, gold flakes started coming out of the fretboards. And yeah, yeah. And then the sad part is they don't even have a drummer right now. So Oof. so it's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. That's it's hilarious. ready. It's ready for somebody. That's well, so you fun. are. Uh, you're going back, right, Andrew? I am not a drummer, sir. You, you can be now. It's your call. Yeah, you can figure it out. <laughs> I actually do want to learn drums, but no, I'm yeah. not to the point of even wanting to consistently go back to a church, much much less that church. But Look, it actually, it was a pretty good experience going back. All you got to do, all you got to do is like listen to. All right, listen to. This is how you play the drums. You listen to a song. Like you hear, uh, there'll usually be some kind of beat, like and then, oh, you just, beat. Yeah. then you just play that. Oh, it's such <laughs> fucking the, simple, put, dude. Put the, put the kicks where the kicks are and the snares it's, where the snares are. It's just You're really simple overcomplicating drum it. It's simple drum <laughs> method. Just Market that on one Instagram. Film. Just uh, you, you don't need to learn scales. 
It works the oh, same dude. way with guitar. Just learn all the notes that they played. Yeah, yeah it's I don't, I don't I don't see an issue with it. Like that part when he's like, you just play that shit. Yeah. Play that. Play exactly what he just did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. That. All right. That was a good one. That's Zach Wild does Oh Holy Night. <laughs> um, all right. So, all right. To, to recap. So, I'll put all the because Eli Parrish, shout out Eli. What's up, bud? Was uh, I, I got to do better about like putting these songs I use in the uh, show notes. I'll put all the songs I talked about in the show notes. And uh, yeah, so if you do go listen to them, like use, if it's on Spotify, use the lyric reader or like read along to the lyrics for a more powerful experience. Uh, and send me an email, drugs at gmail.com, patreon.com slash drugs and storefrontier slash dot com slash drugs. All right, boys. Really enjoyed looking at Ben today. I did too.